Hey, happy new year. Um, what's new? Actually, the title of my message is new. <laughs> if you notice on your bulletins, actually, I put the title usually on the top of the bulletin, just so you know, in the passage. And, but the title is new, so, so I want to talk about new. But I have to ask you, what, what is new with you? Maybe you got something new for Christmas? Did any of you get anything new? You old people didn't get no presents? It's only the kids get presents? Is that the deal? Oh, man. I have to tell you, though, I got a new watch. And uh, it, the old one, I had one like it, but the old one was getting dim. Or maybe I was getting dim. <laughs> and I couldn't see it. But this new watch, <clears throat> you know, it keeps track of time. But it also keeps track of steps, right? How many steps you take every day. And it, it keeps track of your sleep if you keep it on night, like if you sleep good. Like last night, I got zero deep sleep. Like what's up with that? So <clears throat> another facet of this watch, though, I just want, want to let you know, this is how Big Brother keeps track of me. It's, it, seriously, it is linked in with like Google and it's all tracked in. So if, uh, if something happens to me, you'll know why. Because I got too many steps or I didn't get enough steps or my sleep wasn't good enough. So they said, that's it. I'm taking him. You know, but we all, we all do like new stuff, right? Do you like new stuff? <clears throat> Usually we do. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, you get a new car and it has that, <clears throat> excuse me, new car smell. Some of you know about that. I personally don't. I never got a new car, so, and I don't care. But, but I've been in new cars, and I know I used to sell cars for like six months, and that was long enough to do that. And you get in the new car, and it has a new car smell, and it's nice. You get a new house, and, and, and maybe you get a, you know, you paint the room, you know, you put up paint, and it looks new, it looks fresh, it's like really nice. Maybe you get a new haircut. Hello? Maybe, maybe you get some new clothes, you got a new outfit, you get, maybe you get a new friend. You know, that's good, right? Maybe you find a new place to eat, that's always good. Sometimes you get tired of the old places. Maybe you, maybe you get a new job. You know, but, but, but these things are all new, and we like new things usually, but it, but it also means what? It means change. It means change. And how many of you love change? I love change. None of you raise your hand. Oh, one. We don't, we don't like change. And, you know, we do get kind of stuck in ruts, though, and, and we miss out, I think. Now you say, what's this got to do with the Bible? You'll see. There's, there's so much in the Bible. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but I was reading this morning in Numbers uh, chapters 13 and 14. And, and you know, they, they, they left Egypt. You know, the, peop- the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt. They, they, they got out. And uh, God wanted them to go into the promised land. And they sent the spies in, right? Twelve spies. <clears throat> and... and they came back and said that it's, it's definitely a good place, you know, flowing with, with milk and honey. And, and, uh, but, but 10 of them said, you know what, we can't go in. They're, it's too hard. 
They were afraid of, of the battle that they would have to face to go into this new land. It was new for them. It was going to be theirs. But two of them said, you know, we can do it. We can absolutely do it. But the ten convinced everybody else that they couldn't do it. And because of fear, all those uh, that were over 20 years of age, they never got to go in. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They never got to go in to something that, was, that God had planned for them, that was new for them. You think about Jesus talks uh, in, in Luke. He's, he said, you know, that new wine has to go into what? New wineskins. There's something new. It's got to be new. You can't just take the old. But, but they say, no, we prefer the old. The old is better. And that's, I find, an attitude that we have. We get stuck because we prefer the old. We say the old is better. But how do we know? How do you know the old is better if you've never tasted the new? You've never allowed yourself. And I love what that last song said. You know, God is making me new. It's something God is doing here. So I began to think really, you know, in the last two weeks about new things in the scriptures. And I was, and I was just amazed. There's so many. When you begin to think about it, I, I think God is in the business of new. I do. You know, when you think just from the very beginning as a creator, he, you know, Genesis, this was all new. He created out of nothing new. It was all brand new. The heavens, the earth, the, the plants, the animals, the people. But he didn't stop there. You know, he didn't just, you know, set it all in motion and then, you know, just kind of on its own. God is still working today. God is still doing things today. And I think he's still doing new things today. I really do. We see it in the scripture. We see it in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. New. New. What, what's God got to do with all this? I looked up these words and... Uh, we go back... And, and the two words in the, in the Old and the New Testament, the Hebrew word is hadas, and it means new or new thing or fresh. Fresh of this year, something unheard of. And in the Greek language, it's this word kainos, and it means new as well, but recently made. Something that's fresh. Something that's unprecedented. You haven't, you haven't seen it before. It's fresh of this year. So God... Let me say it again. God is doing new things. God is still doing new things. And he's doing new things with us, with you, with me. I found, as I thought more and more about this, and I found it to be very kind of hopeful, very kind of positive, kind of like God is, God is doing something here. Now, we could, we could get off on the thing, well, you know, I'm going to, uh, this is my New Year's resolution, Right? And, and we make these resolutions and we never keep them, right? What's your resolution, right? Did you think of one today? We don't even do it anymore because it's so stupid. Because it's us doing something and we don't seem to get it together to get it to happen. But when God does something, God brings it to completion. The good work that he began in you... It says he will bring to completion. He'll finish what he started. And God can do that. So God is doing something new in your life. And, and, and the question is, and I had asked myself this, and I, and I was asking the, 
the kids around the table, everybody around the table last night, what, 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 what do you want to see new in your life? And then I said, what does God want to do in your life this year? You start to think about that. What does God want to do in your life? Maybe in your home, maybe in your job, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your relationships with people. What does God want to do? So, so we have to ask him. We have to kind of focus on him and, and say, God, what is it that you would like to do in my life? So thinking about these verses and the scriptures, let me lay out some of them. There, there really is too many. I couldn't possibly hit them all. And I'm not going to have you turn to every verse. I'm going to put the address on there, and you can turn to it if you want to, but I'll, I will read them for you. But <clears throat> you say, this is a kind of a topical study. Yeah, it is a topical study. Say, well, we don't do topical studies at Calvary Chapel. That's not even true. We study the Bible verse by verse. Yes, we go through chapter by chapter, book by book, and, and we, we study a book at a time. But I, what I found as we do that, this is a little side message, and, you, and there's no extra charge for this. <laughs> I find that what we look at is we look at topic after topic after topic, and the, the Word of God is full of topics. And that's how we grab a hold of things, by understanding what this message is about, what what the topic is, even as we go through verse by verse in a chapter of the Bible. So, so we are starting the book of Jude next week, just so you know. <clears throat> first thing that, and it isn't necessarily the first thing in the scripture, but for me, uh, the first thing that, that strikes me is this idea of a new heart and a new spirit and new creation, a new birth. This is, this is like one of the most important things about what's new. This is what, change, this is what when we have a change in our hearts and in our lives, that God does something new. It says back in the Old Testament, it says, Ezekiel chapter 18 says, Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I, for I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent. And, and live. God doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants to give a new heart. In Ezekiel 36, he says it. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and, and be careful to keep my laws. <clears throat> He says he's going to give you a new heart and put a new spirit. He's going to take that heart of stone. And that's, that's really kind of what it is. Without, without God putting this new heart and a new spirit, this new birth, bringing us into, into this new life, that's what we have. It's just a stony old heart. But when God does something new in my life and, and he changed me, he changed me. He put a new heart. He put his spirit within me. He, he, he gave me a brand new life. It's never been the same. Never been the same. And this is many, many, many years later. And he's still working in my life, doing something new, even today. It says in 1 Peter that, that our... Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 
It's a new birth. That's why we talk about being born again. It's a new birth. It's something new that we didn't have before. But Paul says it in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, if anyone is in Christ, what? He is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. That's something to get excited about. That's something to to think about. And and the enemy wants to beat you down and say, you're just the same old loser that you ever were. But that's not what God says. God says you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Talk about new. This is a brand new life. This is something that God has done. This isn't some resolution or revolution, whatever you want to call it. That I make up, this is what I'm going to live a brand new life. I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to grow hair. I'm, you know, what am I going to do? No, this is what God has done. He said he has made us a brand new creation. That God has, has done it. And I believe today, and I, and I want you to go, when you leave today, thinking about this new. What is, what is God doing new in my life? Because he didn't just do it back in the past. He's doing it now. He's doing it today. He's doing it in you. He's doing it in me. It's a new life. We sang about it already once, haven't we? Today, it's a new life. In Romans chapter 6, it talks about this new life. It says that, it says that we were buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, though through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. One version says that we would walk in the newness of life. This is a life that you and I would live. It's It's a new life. It begins when we have the new birth, but it doesn't just stop there. It's an ongoing new life, new every day. We heard about that today already. Paul also says in Romans chapter 7, he says that that we've been released from the law, that we could serve in the new way of the Spirit. It's It's a new way of serving. It's a new life. It's a new way of serving. And this is what God is doing in our lives. Again, the focus is not on us. Because when the focus is on us, guess what? What happens? You just get depressed. I think, I think the number one cause of depression is where our focus is. And it's usually on me. And when you focus on you, that's what's going to happen. But when you get your eyes off yourself and to see what is God doing? What does God want to do something new in my life? Maybe there's, maybe there's you know, something he wants to deal with within me. We're going to talk about an attitude in a second. But God wants to do something new. What better time than now? If not now, I heard that phrase before, uh, and I heard it uh, recently again. If not now, when? No, now he wants to do. Now is kind of spelled, I just thought of that. Now is kind of spelled like new. N-O-W-N-E-W, very close. God wants to do something new. The next next one I found... uh, and, and maybe this is my favorite, I don't know, is a new song. A new song. It, if you look it up, you'll see it's, 
it's not just once it talks about it. it many, many times it talks about a new song. Psalm 40 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. He did it. He put a new song in my mouth. He, God, put a, a new song in my mouth. And, and God wants to give you and I a brand new song. You know, I think back to some of the songs that, that uh, I, you know, I used to sing and, and I used to even write the old songs. They were lost songs. They were unhappy. They are searching. They are just sad songs. And, and you know, but, but God wants to put a brand new song in, in our hearts, in our lives, in our mouths. Psalm 96 says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. This new song is a song we sing directly to Him. Now, I talked a few weeks back about the different kinds of songs that we have. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And there's all different kinds of songs. Not every song is directed, you know, directly to Him. We have all different kinds of music, all different kinds of songs. But this is one of the new songs. And in Revelation chapter 5, there's a lot of singing that, that takes place in heaven. It says in Revelation 5, it says, They sang a new song. And this was the song they sang. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. Who's he, who are they singing to? To Jesus. And with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language. And people and nation. This is a new song. This is something that's new, that's fresh, that's unprecedented. And, and even though it's been a, you know, 2,000 years, this is still new in the, in the, in the creation of, of God's uh, plan. Someone mentioned it already. I think it was Patrick already mentioned the next one that I thought of. And again, they, they keep coming, don't they? Why is this thing? Just, I put new batteries in it, too. New mercies. Maybe this is my favorite one. I don't know. The last one isn't my favorite because I love songs, but, but, but maybe this is my favorite too because of the new mercies that God has for us each and every day. It says in Lamentations 3, it says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning. This morning they were new. Because what would happen if God's mercy didn't, you know, if, if he took a break? If his mercies just stopped? What would happen to you and me? It would be the end. But his mercies are new every day. Every day. Every day. Tomorrow, the day after that. He's faithful. I put this next one up on the screen because I wanted you to read it along with me. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I even like the first phrase, it says, therefore we do not lose heart. Because in this world, you know, we, 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 we can lose heart. He says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So outwardly, we're wasting away. 
Yes, it's true. You know, the bodies, they're breaking down. They have all these issues and problems. But he says inwardly, by the Holy Spirit, we are being made new day by day. His mercies are new every day. His work in us is every day. Renewed. You're being renewed. He wants to do something new in you today. Every day. The word is for made new. It's in this tense and I'll I'll just throw this out there. It's in the present passive tense. Present means now. And passive means that someone else is doing it. Active means I'm doing it. Passive means somebody else is doing it. So I'm being made new. How? By God. He's doing it, you see. Again, the focus is on Him and what He wants to do. And and to think and to, to ask God, what is it you're doing in my life? What is it that you're making? How are you making me new today? Not yesterday. Maybe I didn't do so good today, yesterday. But, but what about today? Ephesians chapter 4, the next one, <clears throat> says that <clears throat> you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be what? Made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Friends, this is an ongoing thing, isn't it? This is not a one-time shot. This is an ongoing thing that that God is doing. And, and, And I know it's true because I get an attitude Do you ever get an attitude? God wants to work on those attitudes because sometimes they're just not very good. Somebody does something and you get an attitude. But God wants to make us new in the attitudes of our minds. And he wants us to to put on this new self, this new person that he's he's working in us. And it's going to be like God, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. He wants to do something and, and it's the work in our lives that's ongoing. few more. I'm running out of time here, but <clears throat> let me just put a little list up here. A new command. What's the new command? Anybody remember? Love one another. Love one another. New tongues, he talks in Matthew 16 and verse 17. New believers, Acts 8, 15. Maybe this next one's my favorite. Make smiling your favorite. No. A new body. He says he's going to give us a brand new body. The, out, the outward man is, yes, it's, it's wasting away, it's being corrupted, but a new body, incorruptible body. How about a new name, Revelation 2? He says he's going to give you a new name. What about a new heavens and a new earth? Peter said, in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Because it was, it was promised in, in, uh, back in Isaiah chapter 65, he said he would make a new heavens and a new earth. Revelation chapter 21 John says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. 
He talks there also about the new Jerusalem that came down. But this kind of sums it up here. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, look, see, he said, I am making all things new. I am making all things new. Who's doing it? Are you doing it? No, he's doing it. Now I want you to turn with me for these last two verses before we have communion together to Isaiah chapter 42 and 43. Isaiah chapter 42 and 43. And keep in mind what I said about change. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9 and 10. Excuse me. He says, see, or behold, the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Maybe God wants to do something new and maybe he's even kind of been telling you, like, what is it that he wants to do in your life? What does he want to do inside your heart? Maybe he's kind of been trying to prepare you and prepare me for something that he wants to do. He doesn't want us to be the same old, same old forever and ever. He says, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And then verse 10, he goes directly from that to sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the ends of the earth. Who, you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them, even Rhode Island, because we are an island, you know. New things. What is it that, that he wants to do? What new thing does he want to do in my life and in your life in this year, this coming time, even just today? Let's forget about the rest of the year. What about today? Is there some issue, something, and, you, and he wants to do something new? Look at chapter 43. Turn the page, verse 19. let's start in verse 18 he says forget the former things do not dwell on the past verse 19c I am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it have you not been listening He says, I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. He's doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. And it's up to you and I just to listen to him and to to pay attention. What is it that he wants to do? I believe he wants us to know. He doesn't want to leave us in the dark and then we get kind of like blindsided by it. He wants to do something new in your life. I believe that with all my heart. And I know it's true of my own life, and I, I know there are things that, that he is working, and he's kind of leading me in this, in this path that he has for me. What does God want to do new in your life?
We're going to pray and then we're going to have communion together. But let's pray first because we want to prepare our hearts and, and kind of lay it all out before Him, lay our lives, lay who we are before the Lord and, and uh, what He wants to do. You know, I think, I think if we're really tapped in, there's never a dull moment in the life, in the new life that He has given to us. Never a dull moment. I, I'm working on a song um, really for my wife, and, and I gave her a copy of the words, but it, it, it kind of look, looks back over the last 40, how many years have we been married now? Uh, 44 years. And it's, look at all the things that God has allowed us to do. Look at all the places we've been able to go. Look at all the people that we have been able to be a part of. It's never been a dull moment. It's not always been easy. But we have been blessed by God. That's really what the bottom line is. We have been blessed by God. And I have been blessed by her. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your glory, your wonderful glory and and the fact that you are the creator, you are the God who can uh, make things new and that you are making all things new. And you took, as it says in Genesis 1, 1 uh, you created all things. You created the heavens and the earth. And, and, and you created them out of nothing. And you look at our lives and you didn't say, oh, there's some good material. No, you look at our lives and there really isn't anything there to create anything new out of. But you, by your incredible power, create new in our lives. And that's hopeful and that's, and that's helpful and that's exciting. And, and that uh, can bring us the joy and the peace that we all need and desire. God, as we, as we quiet our hearts now, even before communion, we, we just lay ourselves at the altar, at the throne, at the foot of the cross, and say, uh, we surrender. We surrender all to you. Do what you want to do in, in my life, in our lives. We come to that cross where it says, you were slain, and you're, by your blood, you, you purchased us. You redeemed us. You bought us back, Jesus. Why? Because you loved us, and, and you had a plan. You had a purpose. You had something you wanted to do with us and in us and through us. Lord, I pray for any here today that don't have that purpose, that don't have that that uh, life within them that maybe today, uh, January 1st, 2023, you would surrender your life and say, Jesus, come into my life. I receive you. I, I believe in you. That you died on the cross for my sin to save me. And I ask you in now today. In Jesus' name. Amen.